Welcome to Awesome with Allison. I'm Allison, and my only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen, whether it's by laughing at me, laughing with me, or learning something new and helpful. I hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here in Pleasant Picture Studios. I feel like this part's getting more extreme every time. What do you mean? You, you cut me off before I could get into well, yeah, it. Yeah, I was a little nervous about how far you take it today. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eric. I'm the husband. How you doing? <laughs> I'm in Pleasant Picture Studios with my sexy, grizzly, manly, <laughs> hunky piece of loving, Eric Robertson. I thought I just introduced myself. You know, the thing is, is now I'm just going to want to take it farther and farther <laughs> and farther. <laughs> To the detriment of our listeners. No, they like it. Everybody is obsessed with Eric. Hashtag Team Eric. Everybody knows it. It's awesome with Allison and Eric, too. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, we are so excited to be here. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And we have a super fun topic today that's you might not even think is fun, but you're going to find out how much freaking fun it is in about 10 seconds. We are talking about three good branding principles that can help you in your life. And I wanted to do this episode today because I am obsessed with branding. And this year I have started teaching Build an Awesome Brand workshops, and I've also started taking one-on-one clients and helping them assess, define, and then implement new principles in their brand. And it has just been a party for me. I genuinely love uh, working with people on their brand and their business because I'm I know that branding can kind of be abstract and everybody defines it differently. So this is how I'm going to define it. Marketing is more of like the hard science. That's where you're talking about SEO, Facebook ads, boosting numbers, growing your Instagram. All of those things can go into branding, but branding is more of the soft science of the way that your company interacts with and makes people feel. So branding is the personification of a company. And the reason I love talking about branding is because it's parts philosophy, psychology, a little bit of the marketing. It's very thematic and conceptual. And those are all the things I love in life. But as I teach these workshops, I truly believe that these principles not only apply to branding, but also apply to our lives in general. And so I wanted to do this episode for a couple of reasons. One, I think it's helpful as I am telling people that I do these branding workshops and I'm talking about branding that I kind of give a basis for what it is I'm talking about. About so people don't just think I'm going nuts over here. And then also because I really, really believe that these principles that apply to having and creating a strong brand will really enrich your life. So you're getting a twofer. If you are a business person or person of business, as as I like to say, you can apply these um, in your business life, but you don't need to be involved in any sort of business or want to grow any online anything to have these be super beneficial in your life. But first, what we're going to do is a couple of segments. First one up, Nobody cares about your kids. And Eric and I actually had a little bit of a disagreement over this one because I was like, sweetie, that's like you have daddy goggles on. Well, it's if someone told me this story, I think it was funny. Okay, that's what he thinks. So go ahead and tell it and we'll see. So we were trying to think of a family activity to do last night. And Ginger goes, 
well, Dad, let's make a movie because we've made one in the past. But I said, well, we've, we've already done that. She goes, Dad, that one didn't make any sense. So her new theme. Wait, can I tell you what she said to me? What? She said, it didn't really come out the way that I, I had a way that I wanted it to come out in my head and it didn't really come out that way. Which is Allison's everyday. And I was like, no, well, yeah, that is my everyday. <laughs> and then I said to her, Ginger, that's, ex- that's actually what life is. Like... <laughs> So uh, it turned out that it was basically me following her around with a camera because she wants to show her life. She also asked us how to start a channel. A like, channel. Yeah, she didn't on- say YouTube. She was like, Dad, how do you – I know you have a channel. He, she didn't even know you yeah, had one. she goes – I said, well, Ginger, did you know I have a YouTube channel? And she goes, well, I knew Dad had one. Yeah. How do I get my channel? So I've been like following around her, watching her – make herself breakfast, play outside. And when I ask her a question, she'll answer it as, you know, she's very annoyed. And she always follows with, cut that part out. (laughs) As if I'm editing right there. (laughs) Like I go, Ginger, what kind of music are we going to have in this video? I don't know. Cut that part out. As she's climbing a tree. So this morning we woke up (laughs) and she'd been up an hour before me. She's like, dad, I need you to film me getting up for the morning. So I follow her downstairs. She turns off the light, gets in bed, and then raises her finger up to say action. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> yeah, she just raises her hand up. Dad, when I raise my hand up, start going. And then I just film her stretching and getting up and getting dressed for the day. P.S. By the way, we're not starting her a channel. I don't want people to think that this is a plug for Ginger's YouTube channel. We do have like 30 minutes of footage of her life, though. So we'll <laughs> Which she can just keep for herself. She's six. <laughs> That's what we got. All right, so you guys can let us know if, I don't know, that was pretty cute. But again, nobody cares about your kids. Yeah, we don't expect anyone to care. (laughs) And now I'm going to share with you a thought McNugget. I am reading the book Rising Strong by Brene Brown. Of course, we're all fans of Brene Brown. And if you're not, get on board. And I loved this quote that she shared. When we decide to own our stories and live our truth, we bring our light to the darkness. And what? Beautiful. It is beautiful. And I I think things that talk about light versus darkness always really resonate with me because I've I've said this before though that light cannot exist without darkness. And so when we listen to this podcast or we record this podcast or interact with trying to improve ourselves or feel more awesome, I constantly have to remind myself that trying to feel more awesome does not mean we excuse ourselves or omit any negative or uncomfortable feelings from our life. (laughs) And so when you feel bad or you feel anxious or you don't feel awesome, it doesn't mean that you're failing at being awesome. It just means that you're a human and you're not a robot. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing you can do about it. And, And I love that, that we bring our light to the darkness. And that's what it's all about. It's not that we can completely avoid or overcome or live without darkness. It's that we bring our light to that darkness. So Brene, we salute you. And now we can get into three good branding principles that can help you in your life. So as I said, I like to define branding as the personification of a business. And so this is really easy for some people to grasp and really hard for other people to grasp because when I am working with somebody who sells a product and we go to define their brand and talk about their brand, they absolutely cannot get their product 
out of their mind. But I, it all just applies to life because if you think of yourself as an athlete mm-hmm. and then you break your leg and you're no longer an athlete, who are you? You're When you define yourself by what you do mm-hmm. rather than who you are, that's a problem. And that is the same thing for companies and businesses. The whole reason of having a brand is that as a product or as a company, you are fulfilling human needs. It's not about the actual product. Of course, you need to have a quality product. Of course, you need to be a good human, right? But the way that you interact with people and create emotional lasting connections is through the personification of your business, through your brand. And so just like a person, a good brand has a way that they make you feel, a way that they interact with you. A brand has a way that they walk into a room. And if you think about the brands that you love and you love to interact with, people don't want to do business with people who have what they want. They want to do business with people who believe what they believe. And that's like a hack of a Simon Sinek quote from either his TED Talk or his Start With Why book, basically the same thing. But that's what it comes down to is that we want to do business with people who believe what we believe. We want to have relationships with people who believe what we believe. We want to interact with people who believe what we believe. And so you need to put out there what you believe as a brand or as a company. Now, also, I believe that as a person too, right? So all of these things, totally, like I said, free business lesson, yay yo, if you want it. And then at the same time, life lessons. (laughs) And so... These are three principles that I teach in my workshops and when I go and I speak and all the little Allison things that I do. Which you do very well, by the way. Thank you. Principle number one, in order to create something real, you need to start with something real. And this is the point where I explain, in order to have a strong brand, you cannot decide it by committee. And the example I like to give here is, if you want to have something real and authentic and genuine that strikes a chord with people and creates conversations and an emotional connection, you have to start with something real. And what a lot of brands and companies do is they sit down and they decide who their target market is, who their customer is, and they do a customer avatar. And her name's Susie and she shops at these stores and she likes this music and she does this. And then they try to think of ways to appeal to Susie. That is not starting with something real because you know who that is? It's that desperate girl in high school who figures out what all the boys are obsessed with and pretends to like the video games and wears her hair just the way the boys like it. Boys only like long hair, so she only has long hair. It's like being that desperate teenage girl who just wants boys to like her. Does that attract the type of authentic connection that you want? No, it doesn't. And so in life, in order to create something real, you need to start with something real. If you want meaningful relationships in your life, you need to put real parts of yourself out there. This is not saying (laughs) that you have to overshare or even share as much as I do, right? This means if you want to have the most meaningful life possible and the richest life experience possible for you, you have to put parts of yourself out there. And Brene Brown talks about, back to Brene, because I get this question a lot, is people don't want to overshare and they don't want to feel like they have to give their whole life away. And it is about deciding the parts of yourself that you are comfortable sharing. It is about 
deciding the topics that you are comfortable talking about. With my brand, The Allison Show, even with this podcast, I have certain topics that I don't talk about because I don't feel the need to share them. I have those boundaries set up for myself. And Brene Brown talks about the difference between being vulnerable and using vulnerability. And have you ever had a conversation with somebody where they overshare information and you want to make that face? Because it's just too much. It's just too much. Yeah. It makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Brene says that is using vulnerability. And I would always talk about this when I was dating. I heard this term sometime that people want to create a false sense of intimacy. And that's what happens on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, is they're creating a false sense of intimacy, mm-hmm. um, sharing their deepest, darkest secrets and hopes and dreams. And they're put in these situations where that sense of intimacy is created falsely. Mm-hmm. That is using vulnerability, not being vulnerable. So how can you be vulnerable? You just, just like Brene Brown was saying in, in the quote, you own your story. And you share parts of your story that you feel comfortable sharing. And why does this benefit you in your life experience? Because you'll have meaningful relationships and emotional connection. And you can't have meaningful relationships and emotional connection if you're not opening up and being real. So the branding principle is if you want to create something real, you need to start with something real. And the life principle is if you want to have a genuine, authentic life with meaningful relationships, you need to put real parts of yourself out there. And at the end of this, after I share the three principles, I'm going to have three questions you can ask yourself to help you apply this to your life. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. For your life? Yeah. No, that that's awesome. Um, I think also another word is like surface level. That's another like yeah. people who can never get deep. They, they're not vulnerable. It's all surface mm-hmm. level. So you can't get deep with them. They can't get deep with you. And there's just no richness. Yeah. It can still be pleasant and fun. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah. And they're you, nice people. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. But if you want to live richer and deeper, you do have to open up and be vulnerable. And I think this is a good time to drop in my quote that is the only quote I've said that everybody loves for the rest of their life. And maybe I'll never say anything as helpful, but <laughs> invest in people who invest in you. So how you how do you decide who to get real with? How do you decide um, who to share with and who to spend your time with and who to open up to? Look around at the people who are inv- investing in you and sharing with you and letting them letting you in their life. And those people are a good bet of people that you can invest in. Now, just for as an aside, if you're a business or a company, a lot of businesses want their customers to be vulnerable with them first. Mm -hmm. And that's where for the branding, I say, "Uh uh-uh, sorry, you're the company, you're the business, you want something from those people, you have to dance first. Why do people come and dance with me at my dance parties? Because I'm the idiot dancing first. I was vulnerable first. And then you know what I get for that? Real connection. People sharing amazing parts of themselves with me. And it's just this huge honor, right? Yeah. So that's the reward. Don't be the desperate girl in high school who's building a brand or building a personality or building their self around what they think people want, which brings us to branding principle number two, you need to determine your unique value proposition. And so again, when I'm working in the branding capacity, people get obsessed thinking about the unique value proposition of their product. 
I have the best tasting this, or it has a special loopy function that does this, right? That's like placing all of your value and your worth on what you can do and what you can accomplish. Mm -hmm. So then again, it's back to if you can bake the best cookies in the whole entire world and that's your unique value proposition is your product or what you create, then your hands break. Who are you anymore? What do you have to offer? So when I'm looking at unique value propositions for brands, it's what traits and qualities and characteristic traits do they have to to offer? And then as a person, they're just the things that make you inherently you. Maybe you're a loyal friend. Maybe you always give a really honest opinion. Maybe you're slightly insane and you have no shame doing air humping and thrusting. Maybe that's your unique value proposition, right? Um, And so I think this is really interesting and it's something that I share in one of my keynotes that I do. I share the top five regrets of the dying because I think it's always good to question our mortality. And I think we've, we've done this in past podcast episodes, but one of the top regrets is essentially that people wish they'd lived a life truer to what they wanted to do instead of doing what other people expected of them. So when it comes to your unique value propositions, you need to think about what it is that you have to offer, what makes you you, and what you value about yourself that you can share. And so as a brand, if you are in a market where things are stodgy and boring, but you're a fun, quirky person, you could see that as a detriment because people in that market are usually stodgy and professional, or you could see it as a unique value proposition. And here's one of my favorite examples of this. I have my friend, he used to be my intern, Brandon, from the Penguin Brothers. And they have an ice cream truck that does ice cream sandwiches with cookies and ice cream. And they wanted to open up a storefront. And they <laughs> they found this storefront that is super random. Mm-hmm. It's behind a tire shop. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. There's no windows. <clears throat> yeah. And they created the coolest space. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a speakeasy. Oh, yeah. It's like around the corner. Yeah. Down the walk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool. Let me take you here. It's yeah, like one of those it's like you're in the know. And so that's that's like a business and like a location thing, right? They took something that could have been seen as a negative or a detriment or a disadvantage, and they made it a unique value proposition. And here's the thing about the Penguin Brothers, and I've done branding work with Brandon, so I kind of have an inside scoop. <laughs> Wink scoop. Um, the thing that is so amazing about them is they make everybody feel included and welcome and like a million bucks They're all about experience. They're fun guys with good hearts who make you have this incredibly fun, uplifting experience. They just happen to do that with ice cream. Mm -hmm. And they've brought that unique value proposition even to this random location. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't matter that they're not on a busy street with a lot of foot traffic. Oh yeah. They they took what could have been seen as a disadvantage and used their unique strength, their unique value proposition, yeah. right? And turned it into something amazing. And so for me in my life, you know, and the Allison show is And I shared this in my newsletter and in my April State of Affairs a little bit as as I move more into this space of wanting to talk about self-development and wanting to talk about feeling awesome and talking about, you know, making our lives what we want it to be, I start to feel more pressure to have my life more and more together. Yeah. And I've come leaps and bounds. And that's why I feel excited and empowered to talk about it. But then as soon as I go to start talking about it, I feel um, 
inadequate. And I feel like I have to be perfect at feeling awesome and dealing with hard situations, (laughs) you know, and not have any negative feelings ever. And that's just not right. (laughs) Well, it's not realistic. (laughs) and, And so what I wrote about in my state of affairs is... I took my perfectionism that I was demanding everywhere else in life that I kind of quote unquote like let go of and then I put it towards perfectionism of uh, like self-improvement. Right. That I can never have any negative feelings. Yeah, it's impossible. But but yeah. hold on, you're doing so great. I think if you think you were perfect, you you wouldn't be being real. Ex- there we go. Create something real. Thank you. But and and so my unique value proposition, I see it as this is I'm 100% willing to cry under my desk and like openly share that, but I then want to share how I get out from under that desk. And in this market space of talking about feeling good and making your life what you want it to be, people really will pump you up, but they may not share how they cry under their desk too. So that's something I'm working with right. Now. Right. Which could be seen as a detriment, and and I saw it as a detriment in a lot of ways, right? And I'm starting to see it as my strength. And so your unique value proposition, it also can be like your superpower. Well, it's also relatable. And I think that when you become vulnerable with something in your life, it's going to relate to a lot of people. Yeah. And and then that light gives other people courage and a vision of what they could do as well. So. Oh my gosh, it goes back to Brene Brown's quote. Again, when you own your story, you bring your light to the darkness. Oh, I'm going to (laughs) cry. Okay, you have a really good quote about this. Gary Vaynerchuk. Who we love. Yeah, we do love. He says, you have to understand your own personal DNA. Don't do things because I do them or Steve Jobs or Mark Cuban tried it. You need to know your personal brand and stay true to it. Which is so funny that you found that quote because it talks about your personal brand. And that's essentially what we're talking about is your personal brand. And I don't, I didn't. Which is, well, this is great because you don't have to follow anyone else. Mm -mm. It's going to be yours. So just, just do your thing. It's, it's, it's very freeing to know that your, your journey will not be like anyone else's. I love that. And it goes back to what we talked about with the first principle of creating something real. You got to start with something real is you can't create a life based on what other people expect you to make your life. Well, you totally can. You just won't you be can, You won't be happy and you'll have one of those top five regrets of the dying is I wish I'd lived a life truer to what I wanted it to be. So number one, in order to create something real, you need to start with something real. Branding principle number two, determine your unique value proposition. And branding principle number three that can relate to your life and help make it more awesome is you got to take a step back and know why you're doing what you're doing. And how we do this in my branding course is I help people find the fundamental why, their fundamental need that their brand is fulfilling. And I help them do that by determining some of the fundamental needs that drive them in their own personal life. Because again, I believe that a real brand starts with somewhere real and it starts within the per- that founding creative force of the company or the brand. And so that's what I do in my branding course. But for your life, it always comes back down to why you doing what you doing. So episode number eight, where I talk about my my weight loss over the last year is the most downloaded, listened to mm-hmm. um, episode of the podcast because it's weight loss and everybody loves to talk about weight loss. But basically, I'll give it to you short. It comes down to why are you eating? 
you got you have to know why you're eating because you're not overeating because you're hungry and you're not overeating just because it's a habit there's a there's a reason why you're eating and you can lose weight and and never become emotionally healthy or really get to the source of the actual issue if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing and the same is true for life and it's true for branding it's true for business you need to take a step back and have that big overview picture of why you're doing what you're doing and that's essentially the whole point of having a brand for your business or your company and for your life yeah is you is you know what you're doing um why you're doing it and so in branding we determine brand promises and values and different things like that but in your life for me and we've talked again we've talked about this in other episodes it's all about determining your values and I believe in goals in accomplishing things. Of course, that drives me type A personality. But lately, what I try to prioritize and what I try to outline each week are the values that I want to put forth that week. And then, of course, I, I have my checklist and things I want to accomplish. But in your life, it comes down to if you know why you're doing the things you're doing and you have those values in place, it makes all of your other actions and choices easier. And so an example of that for me in my own life is for a while, I was just feeling really awful that I don't have correction. I don't make time to volunteer in Ginger's class because all these other moms are volunteering in the class. And I don't know, maybe in the future, I'll volunteer in the class. <laughs> in the class more so I needed to sit down because I was just was feeling guilty about it like mm -hmm. all the time just free roaming guilt you know and I needed to sit down and I needed to determine what my values are as a mom and what being a good mom means to me I decided you know what this year in this particular instance I'm not able to go into the class at the times they need people to go into the class but I met with Ginger's teacher and I told her all the things that I could do and that I would love to do. And really, I didn't just say, let me know what you need. I said, I can do A, B, C, D. I listed six to seven things that I could do for them. And then she took me up on them. Awesome. And you did it. And well, I'm going to do it. I'm bringing the cotton candy machine and the popcorn machine and my bubble machines to their field day. <laughs> so... I'm going to bring those things. So Eric's going to take them so and set them up. Yeah. So. And, and so the whole point of that is I, instead of just feeling guilty and terrible and bad all the time, I decided to establish my whys. You know, like, why was I feeling guilty? Because I feel like I'm a bad mom. Okay. What does a good mom do? A good mom does to me. It does what they're good at. It is what they're good And I'm good at having party supplies and bringing them. And also I'm happy to go and donate those supplies to their class because their budget's tight, right? And so some people have time. Some people have cotton candy machines, you know? <laughs> so you're just telling people, figure out. Well, no, don't even figure out. You probably already know where you're awesome. Yeah. And open up about it. And don't be afraid to be awesome. Yeah. And to be vulnerable a little bit. Yeah. And let your light shine. Let your light shine. All of these good branding principles apply to your life. And so let's go back and summarize those. And then here are some action questions so that you can apply them in your life. Because insight is cute, but action is drop dead gorgeous. Okay? So... The first branding principle is to create something real, you need to start with something real. And the question to ask yourself is, do I get real in life? Where, where are you getting real, right? Do you um, let down walls? Do you open up? Do you let people in? Ooh, ooh. Do you let people help you? 
because that's that's i think women are more apt to emotionally or verbally get real and share their struggle probably but they then than men right yeah but they won't let people help them they won't hire a babysitter they won't let someone bring them a meal Mm-hmm. They won't let someone take their kids. They won't let someone step step in and help. They won't hire help. They won't find help. They won't get help. They won't go to a therapist because the money should go to their kid's soccer practice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Men might do that too. Yeah. I don't want to have yeah. stereotypes. Yeah. I don't want to portray gender stereotypes. <laughs> don't assume gender. I don't want to assume anything because <laughs> then you know what they say about assuming. But ask yourself, <laughs> are you getting real and you might be getting real in some places, but maybe not in other places. Right. And you don't need to worry about being real in everything. It's Once again, this is like a muscle. Just mm-hmm. test it. Just do a little at a time and see see what's working. Baby stepping. Baby step. Okay. Principle number two is determine your unique value proposition. So how do you do that? Ask yourself what you're freaking awesome at. And nothing is too small. Nothing is too insignificant. And then ask yourself, am I doing what I want to do, saying what I want to say, or am I doing what I think people want me to do? And am I saying what people want me to say, what I think people want me to say? It's not about having that F you attitude. No, right? not at all. It's not. It's about coming from a place of strength and love from within and then having that shine out. And when you feel confident and comfortable with yourself and you're holding on to all of the things that make you great and make you awesome, you don't feel less than other people and you don't feel insecure. And when you don't feel less than other people and when you don't feel insecure, you don't judge people and you don't say stupid things. And you don't feel better than other people. No. You feel connected to other people. Yeah, you see their greatness. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. When you feel good about yourself, you don't feel like you're better than other people. You're more likely to see what makes them great, too. Well, I think you're just seeing truth more clearly. Mm-hmm. So wise. And then the third branding principle that you can apply to your life is taking a step back and knowing why you're doing what you're doing. So the question to ask yourself here is, what values do you care about most? Are you acting on those values? Are you prioritizing those values? Again, I'm reading that Rising Strong book and Brene Brown talks about how the most compassionate people are people who set clear boundaries. And that's because when you set clear boundaries and you're doing things out of love and because you really want to be doing them, then you're not resentful. Yeah. And also when you set clear boundaries, you have time for yourself, you have space for yourself, you're taking care of yourself so that you can in turn take care and help those people around you. Genius. I know, it's so good. Not me, Brene Brown. You're pretty good too. I'm pretty good, you're pretty good. And guess what? You guys are pretty good too. (laughs) You're already as pretty good as you need to be. (laughs) You're already doing moderately okay. All right, so I hope that help you guys get some insight into your life. I hope you enjoy those branding principles. I have two branding workshops coming up in June. One of them is full, but one of them has a couple of spots. So if this piqued your interest, I have a couple of spots. Maybe, maybe not by the time you listen to this. But there's always info on theallisonshow.com. Also, we want to share a review because Thank you guys so, so, so much. When you go to iTunes, when you listen and you share, when you guys are on your Instagram stories and you're sharing that you're listening to the podcast, it means so much to us. And so we like to pick a review and share it. But we actually are doing something different this week because (laughs) 
we didn't have an episode last week. And I mentioned it somewhere that we didn't get an episode up last week and we were really sorry. It's it's hard to do a podcast every week. Well, yeah, I mean. I mean, I just want people to know that this is a labor <laughs> of love. I mean, I'm glad. Th- th- that's why we're reading this because we appreciate yes. that this person missed. We appreciate. I want week. You want me to read it? Okay. So what this is, is instead of a review this week, we are sharing an email that was sent to us at Awesome with Allison, Allison with one L at the Allisonshow.com. So it's awesome with Allison at the Allisonshow.com. And she sent it because we didn't have a podcast episode up last week. So it's, it seems like a frantic email if I was going to describe it in one word. <laughs> Did I miss your pass? <laughs> uh, can I say your full name? I just say like Jamie W. Jamie W says, Did I miss your podcast last week or an announcement that there would be no podcast? I'm bummed out. I know you're not a perfect person, but I don't hate who was saying. I'm hungry for your thought McNuggets. I'm ready to get bookie with it. I care about your kids. That was all in caps. Ginger, Rad, and Fiona. I'll even listen to the grossest thing you ate in the last week. You nasties. Please come back to us. Jamie W., you're the winner. That was so good. And so I just loved that email so much. And so did Eric, because if you didn't catch that, she just quoted so many little things that we talk about in the show. And it's just so nice to know that she cared. Thanks, Jamie. Jamie, we love you. We're going to send you some I'm Doing Awesome tumblers and a New Shack CD. And again, we... We sincerely hope that you found something of value during this podcast or that you find something of value in any of our podcasts. It's an honor to share with you guys. It's really fun being here. And I just want to remind you that only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Uh, Eric is going to take us out with a song. What is it, baby? The song is called Good Camera by my project Oceaneer. Now I can't